Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Everyone is the Guru with me, your host, Emily Butel. This podcast series is dedicated to one simple idea, that anyone can be your teacher if you know how to be a student, or more eloquently put by late spiritual leader Ram Das, when you know how to listen, everybody is the guru. With this in mind, today we are talking with dear friend, phenomenal professional dancer and practicing witch, Tiffany St. Cyrus. She has spent her formative years growing up in New Jersey, USA to Haitian and Spanish parents. Now she lives in Cadiz with a family of her own and is affectionately referred to by friends and clients alike as La Bruja Negra or The Black Witch. Throughout this episode, we discuss witchcraft, voodoo, brujaria, dance, sex, and much more. Listener discretion is advised. Check out and support Tiffany on Instagram at the underscore dance witch and la dot bruja negra. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can follow or subscribe on the platform where you're listening, as well as checking it out on Instagram at everyone is the guru. Enjoy. So I'm sitting here with Tiffany St. Cyrus. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're the first. I'm really excited. So I guess we should talk about, first of all, where we are. We're in Cadiz in Spain. But you're Beautiful not southern Spain. Sweating. Yeah. Like so- sweating. Yeah, I forgot about off. that. Yeah. But you're not originally from here. Nope. I am from the U.S., from New Jersey, about 30 minutes away from Manhattan. And um, my mom's from Cadiz. And my dad is Haitian. And they made me in New Jersey. So I'm a Jersey girl. But Jersey. I live in southern Spain. And how long have you been living here? Uh, I came in 2005. Yeah, so I had 15 years I've been here. But I did go back to the U.S. for like two years. For two years? Yeah, almost. I actually didn't know that. Mm-hmm. With the fam. Oh. Oh. The kids. My husband. All of oh, us. You didn't know that? I didn't know. Wow. That'll be another podcast, guys. The life story. Another episode. I suppose the idea about today is just to talk about your spiritual beliefs, really, and your practices. Awesome. Um, since my dear friend is opening a shop, <laughs> you should all know. Actually, I feel like we should talk about that first. Okay, fun fact. I am a professional dancer. We didn't say that yet, but... True. And... Um, you know, dancing and growing up around music and on stage, I wanted to find a way to give that back, Hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I want women everywhere, regardless of, you know, size, weight, you know, uh, technique, profession, whatever. Yeah. Um, I want every woman to feel like, they're a professional dancer on stage dancing with Beyonce or Maluma or Shakira or... Like, for what for what reason other than, like, just self-confidence or just because you... Did you love having that? Uh, both. Yeah. The experience of... I've never... Re- I haven't danced with anybody huge, but yeah. the experience of being on stage in front of thousands of people and just watching the smiles on everybody's face because Mm. they're watching you smile Mm. and enjoy yourself Mm. and have fun and dance. Yeah. Just that um, exchange of energy, I feel, is is necessary for everyone, especially for women who tend to uh, juggle 50 million things at once. So I wanted to open up a Mm -hmm. space where women could just come in and just for an hour, a dance class or... A tarot session mm-hmm. or a Reiki session or a workshop, whatever they want to do at my shop, for that time being, they are the superstars of their universe. They are Beyonce. They are a famous scientist. They are a creator. That's what I want. I want every woman to be able to feel the way I feel when I'm on stage, yeah. which is powerful and happy and energized. Every time you talk to me about it, my face is like an enormous <laughs> smile. And I'm, I'm just thinking, why can't I be around this all the time? Why doesn't it exist everywhere? I love it. And at the moment, you haven't got a website, but you've got... An- Not yet. I have an Instagram. I have to activate the shop's Instagram. Everything is just like... Okay. 
still in the works. What's the shop's Instagram going to be called? La Bruja Negra. La Bruja Negra. And what does that mean for people that don't The know? Black Witch. Mm. So, yes. This has a lot of side notes to it. Go on. So, the Black Witch, um, especially in Spanish, when you think of La Bruja Negra, and in English, really, when you think of it, you automatically think of, like, black magic, of, like, yeah. voodoo, I'm going to hurt someone, or I'm pinning, you know, uh, needles in dolls and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I purposely, for one, I'm black, obviously, but I purposely named my shop La Bruja Negra because I am a black witch, mm-hmm. and I want to remove all of the bad stigma that people may think of when they hear La yeah. Bruja Negra. Because... I'm harmless. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't hurt a fly. I think that's an I mean, don't fuck with me, <laughs> but I wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like, especially people here close in my community who know me, who see me every day, and who will newly learn that I'm a witch, because a lot of people don't know that I practice witchcraft and right. voodoo and santeria and all that stuff. Um, so for them to associate... La Bruja Negra, mm-hmm. with me, in my community, I feel is going to remove a little bit of weight. It's just the first step. Yeah. And when, with Instagram and things like that, I plan on also, you know, being able to defend myself when it comes to, oh, why are you La Bruja Negra? Do you practice black magic? And it's right. like, no, bit of a platform to like... I'm a witch and I'm black. You know, like, <laughs> duh. Yeah. Like, stop being... But even witch, like, can be... Yeah. Kind of a negative word. I mean, obviously, back in the day, calling someone a witch it still meant they is, would die. But it, I mean, not so much die, yeah. but people still look at it like it's like you're doing something to hurt someone or mm-hmm. you're manipulating energy, which you are, yeah. but you're not manipulating it in a way to like hurt anyone or yeah. um, lie to anyone. I mean, respect. I respect everybody's workings and how they work and how they choose to work their magic some people you know go to black magic to do things and you know want to harm people i don't agree with it harming it or using black magic but Mm -hmm. to each their own it's none of my business yeah but um being a witch even more so like even now is still when i spoke to my when i speak to my husband about you know, la bruja, should I call myself bruja? Should I call myself curandera? Should I... Mm. It was always like, oh, well, don't do this because you don't want to offend these people and don't say this because they're going to look at you in a different way. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Are, yeah. who am I doing this for? Yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm doing this to help people. Yeah. But I also want to be myself. And I'm black and I'm proud. And I'm a witch. And I like both of those words. And if anybody were to call me that, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't even take offense. I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you see me as a black witch. Because I am. Because I am. Yeah. And if you're afraid of me, maybe you should be <laughs> for a reason. Like, if you're upset that I'm the black witch and you're afraid, then that means you shouldn't be getting close to me. Yeah. So I'm glad. So my name, all in itself, the name is already my defense mechanism without really having to do much. Do much. Yeah. Because La Bruja Negra, the ones who think of taboos and stigmas, they'll stay away. So they're precisely the people I don't want close. Right. I mean, for what purpose would you want them? Exactly. You're not trying to change anyone's mind. Nope. Nope. Also, I mean, just to give people an idea. So this project you're working on is a store. Yes. And as you said, you're involving those elements of dance Mm -hmm. and dance classes and workshop, but also your witchcraft or your, your craft, your Mm -hmm. practice identity too. So what does that mean? What does that look like in your mind? I mean, I know because we've talked about it, but for Um, for me, the way I see it. So a typical day was just ideally a typical day. I wake up, open my shop. Um, say good morning to my spirits, my altars, and light up my candles. Um, fix orders, prepare spell jars, any petitions from clients. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the afternoon, the dance classes mm -hmm. uh, start. And like I said, that's when the healing starts. That's when I get to actually use dance as therapy. Mm -hmm. So um, I teach three different styles. I'm, I specialize in heels. That's my favorite style. It's, you know, where I feel most comfortable. Honestly, it's <laughs> so sexy. Like, it looks <laughs> it so very... good. And every woman looks like that when they're in heels. It doesn't even yeah. matter the size of heel, how thick, how thin it is. It's not even, it's not the heel itself. Mm -hmm. It's how the heel makes you feel. Yeah. That makes the woman look sexy. Yeah. Because her energy changes completely. Yeah, it's like a special moment. Yeah. Right? I got my heels on. Right. And I create the mood in the class. So mm -hmm. I have dim lights. They're kind of like red and purple and uh, fairy lights and candles and, you know, uh, incense burning we do a little oracle reading before each class, then some breathing exercises to relax, and then we go into some warm-up. I start off slow, and then we go gradually into hardcore. Yeah. Because we have to be realistic. If we want to feel confident about ourselves, we have to put the work in. Yeah. So it's not going to be la-di-da. Like, yeah. we're going to do ab works. I'm going to have you guys doing push-ups. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll work on flexibility. But everything is in a way that you enjoy yourself and you also motivate yourself to push yourself further yeah. so that you can get to the point where you're dancing or walking in heels and you're like, I'm a motherfucking bitch. I mean, who is that bitch? <laughs> who is that in the mirror? Who is that? I need this class. I can't walk around in my little, at least in these cobbly streets with the, uh, the little, my, oh, what, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? I like my know. little heels is what I'm trying to think of. Oh, I thought you were talking about the little rocks on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is a little tough to walk in heels, but... But still, I could if I came to a class. You sure would? I could pop, bust a move. You even. sure could. So, I suppose that really starts a lot of the rest of this conversation, which is about brujaria, right? Yep. Brujaria is different from just the generic label of witchcraft, or is it just a Spanish term for witchcraft? Um, I'd say it's a Spanish term for witchcraft. Okay. But there are some differences. Okay. I wouldn't say too much, though. Okay. Because some people, when they think of witchcraft, they think of, like, pagan, Celtic, Yeah, you know, it seems European. to be the default, right? Right. Yeah. But witchcraft, for me, in general, is, you know, a woman who is confident, mm -hmm. who feels good in her skin, and... Um, knows what she wants and knows how to somewhat manipulate the energies in her life to get what she needs to help herself and to help those around her. So that's also what brujería is. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, I think it's really just a translation. It's just a translation. Yeah. Okay, so so the two things that we've spent a lot of time talking about are brujería, witchcraft, and voodoo. Yeah. Because that's a, a, a cultural... Right. Voodoo Thank is a religion. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's Haitian voodoo, mm -hmm. which is what my family practices, is a religion. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very beautiful, nature-based, family and community-based religion. Um, there's, It's not what they teach us on TV and in books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it is actually the complete opposite of what Hollywood teaches us about voodoo. Um, because in any witchcraft, this is from, let's just start from the base. Okay, go on. From the base. Any witchcraft, it doesn't matter if it is pagan, Celtic, voodoo, hoodoo, you know, uh, voodooism, Catholic, any type of witchcraft. Because Christianity and the Bible and all of that is also a form of witchcraft. Okay. Period. Period. But can we explain a little bit? Because I've recently discovered that. I've recently realized the, book the of rituals in is there. a spell book in itself. The entire book of Psalms. Okay, wow. Yes. How so? Can you elaborate? Oh my God. Google, Google it, and you will find millions of people who have looked to the book of Psalms for anything. You look in the book of Psalms in the Bible. I believe yeah. it's the New Testament. Okay. I'm not too. Uh, I don't Bible study, but I do have a book of Psalms and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, wow. so in the book of Psalms, there is literally for any ailment, any problem, mm -hmm. jealousy, depression, a headache, 
sore throat, money problems, there is a specific psalm for each one. Those are spells. And you have to wow. do them a certain way. So you have to oh. pray for them. For Some of them you have to pray for nine days. Some of them you have to light a white candle. I think that also varies in it, depending on who is practicing and reading the psalm. Right. But yeah, the book of Psalms is a spell book. So wow. any witchcraft, whatever your religion is, any of it mm-hmm. has a bad side. Okay. Anybody from any background, from any religion, hmm. can hex someone purposely and unconsciously. Could hex. How and could hex I? Someone. How could someone? How could I? <laughs> Anyone? How, how could someone unconsciously hex someone? Well. So when you're upset or when you're sad or when you're feeling a certain kind of emotion, like a very heavy emotion that you're very passionate about, you have to be very careful what you're thinking. Okay. So say for, I'll give you an example. Um, this past Christmas, um, I was leaving the U.S. I finished my scholarship at Broadway and I was saying bye to my dad, mm. but we had spent the entire morning together and... I don't know, everything, I just had everything organized, everything was ready, I was really relaxed, and didn't really feel like I was leaving or saying goodbye to anybody, so we were at my aunt's house, and we were, you know, talking, and he was like, all right, I gotta go, blah, 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 so I just said bye, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it kicked in, like, holy shit, this is bye, I'm, I'm on a plane tomorrow morning, like, I don't know when I'm gonna see my dad again, mm-hmm. so I just started bawling out crying with and like a cry like a baby like right like the sob oh no like really crying and i went to hug my dad i was like daddy i forgot this is my last time seeing you and i gave him a big hug and a kiss and my aunt heard me and she grabbed me by the shoulder she's like no 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 she's like wipe cry finish crying she told my father to wait he could not leave and she said stop crying no stop crying when you finish crying go say bye to your father again and say papi I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Whatever you have to say. But do not cry and say, I'm never going to see you again. Right. Because the the energy that you're setting out and that you're so passionate about is what invokes things to happen. Do you know what I mean? Right. So wording Mm. and your thoughts are very important. So if you're upset at someone, you know, the typical when you're upset at someone, you're like, you're so pissed off and it's like, fuck, I hate this bitch, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, be careful. Because un- you could say things out of so much hate in that moment. Yeah. Only because you're upset. And then, boom, the next day something happens. Right. It doesn't have to be super drastic. Like, you're not going to kill anybody. But you might hear that, like, they had a horrible day. Or, uh, I don't know, they got into a little fender bumper with the car or something like that. Right. Or even worse, it comes back to you. That's an important thing in witchcraft. Yeah. Right? Like, that I've been researching or whatever recently is this kind of, funnily enough, rule of threes. Right? Can you talk a little about... Yeah. So whatever you put out... It will come back threefold. So if you passionately, even if you're... Everybody is entitled to feel upset. And it's completely normal for anyone to be like super upset upset at a situation and say, I hope she has the worst fucking day today. Yeah. I really do. And you mean it because you're upset. Like she pissed you off. And you're entitled to that. And that's fine. But when you do that, she will have a bad day. She might have a bad day. Or spirit might say, listen, she's just upset. She doesn't really mean that. Mm -hmm. But if spirit feels that your energy is like, Wow, I really want her to have a bad day. Like, you're really pissed off. Spirit will make it happen. But Spirit's also going to teach you the lesson and be like, all right, she's going to have a bad day. You're going to have a worse day. But your day is going to go three times worse. Oh, no. And I tell you that it happens because it's happened to me. Literally, verbatim, I wished. I was so upset. So, so upset. Let me try and remember who it was. Oh, yes. It was... Well, she made a nasty racial comment. Oh, oh no. In a supermarket. To me. Someone you knew? No, 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 no. Just no. A, stra- okay. a, str- a complete stranger. Okay. Um, you know, because my mask 
apparently wasn't on correctly and I couldn't see because I wear glasses guys so I had to like move my mask up and down so I was able to see um so as I was moving it up and down she decided that she would pay play uh kindergarten cop and you know call me out because I wasn't wearing my mask properly so anyway I continued on with my grocery shopping and ignored her but she she insisted she continues to like talk to me about my mask where now I have my mask on correctly now this time because mm -hmm. my glasses are no longer you know how do you say empañado like getting fogged up yeah they were no longer fogged up so I put my mask back on and the only thing I said to her I turned around I'm like excuse me are you from here that's it because you said that or I said, said that? that to her mm -hmm. because you're complaining to me about your mask but you're here on vacation from northern Spain where the COVID numbers are, like, sky high. Yeah. And you're here on vacation, eating at our bars, going to our beaches, eating, doing whatever you want with mask, without mask. I don't care. But you're here on vacation and you're trying to yell at me who I live here about yeah. my mask. I don't know. It got, I, it, I was annoyed. So the only thing I said was, I'm sorry, are you from here? Mm -hmm. So she automatically got the message when I asked her that. Right. And she says, well, at least I'm from this country in the middle oh, of the no. grocery store. Yeah. So obviously, the only reason you would say at least I'm from this country mm -hmm. is because you look at me, I'm black, and you don't think I'm from here. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay. And it really pissed me off. And right. I could not, I was, I wanted to be well-mannered and educated. I was with my sister-in-law. So I kept kept my mouth shut mm -hmm. but bit my tongue and i walked away mm -hmm. i gave her a nasty look before i left the supermarket okay a very nasty head to toe look I'm not even going to lie and i walked away and i was so upset that i couldn't express myself the way i really truly wanted to in that moment because i didn't want to be mean and rude like her so I wished, I was like, you know, I hope that she has the worst day tomorrow. I really do. I hope everything that she tries to do tomorrow just doesn't work out. It probably didn't, but it didn't work for, out for me either. I had mm -hmm. a very bad day. And when I woke up that morning, I was completely aware that I was going to have a bad day. Because after I said that, mm. I knew that by hexing someone, I was hexing myself. Oh so my you God. have to be aware of that as well. Right. You have to be really careful. Very careful. Because that was going to be my next kind of question. Because it's kind of, as I told you, I, I've recently admitted that I joined TikTok. <laughs> and no shade. TikTok's got a bad rap with people who aren't teenagers. It's really cool. It, no, <laughs> I, I have it. it. I just don't go on often. But yes, um, it's fun. But I've been seeing a lot of like young people, not even like that young, but baby witches, right? Like... Mm -hmm starting out getting into hexes and hexing and then after like from you I think it was learning that rule about the rule of three because it's also a like a a decree in Wicca or whatever this yeah. rule of three like basically don't hex anyone um but it's really popular on TikTok on YouTube like how to hex people how to hex your ex yeah, I'm, to... seeing a, I'm seeing a lot what of do you too. think about that like what what's the dangers of some baby witch you know because sometimes it can be really intense deliberate spells yeah that's that annoys me to some extent sometimes honestly because you see a lot of tumblr witches and yeah ig wannabe witches and stuff like that and that and they're not really you know putting in the time or work to actually learn the craft mm. and there's so much studying like i can't even begin to explain how much studying that goes into being a witch. Right. And a lot of these teenage, not so much teenagers, but a lot of these baby witches, much respect, but there are a lot of baby witches who you talk to them, you ask them, and they're like, and I, you know, you ask them what, where they're getting their source from, and it's like, oh, I Wikipedia Googled it, or yeah. I looked on, um, what's that, Pinterest and stuff like that. On that's how to fine. On yeah, Pinterest. that's fine, but they don't, they don't, uh, they don't do any further research. Wow. So it's like they pick on the first video. Oh, this looks interesting. 
So they're not reading books. They're not, you know, they're not looking at witches in history or, you know, older, older crafts. Mm. They're not studying the similarities between the crafts and what goes wrong here and what goes right here, what herbs, what... Basically, they're, they're not taking it seriously. Exactly. In a way. And when you don't take it seriously, hmm. spirit, they don't like that. Yeah. They don't like that. If you don't take it seriously, they will let you know. And that's the fucked up part. Right. That's when shit starts to happen. Do you think that's why, as well, you know, some people have this, as we, we started talking about, this bad connotation with witchcraft because if you're too light about it like shit can go wrong yeah like shit can really go wrong and then it's do you think that's maybe how it's been perceived as this kind of evil thing i think it's because of the power uh oh that's interesting yeah it's the power so if if our mind has the power to create a certain energy or to create a certain situation Mm -hmm. because it's your mind you can have a bunch of wands, crystals, tarot cards, and all you want. A bunch of tools. Yeah. But it's really your mind. Those tools are, um, like, how would I say, like an access or like a remote. Mm-hmm. Or kind of like a, just to generate energy, to focus energy to some to a place. Not saying that crystals and minerals don't have their own energy, but it's your mind. So, the when they realized the power behind that, mm. they had to create something bad to make it bigger. Because if if they allowed for that power to do good, yeah. Humanity would be complete it'd be different. Right. It'd be so different. We wouldn't we would really be uncontrollable. We'd be so beyond powerful beings. If and there are just few, recognize that for for power and to use it for good Mm. but um christianity the bible (laughs) and all that Mm. they wanted the power so the only way that they could gain power was by teaching people that witchcraft is bad and all they do is hex and Mm. witches are ugly and and they're not yeah they're not. I was sitting across from a very, be- a very beautiful woman. So just so you all know, witches are not ugly. Hell no. Hell no. So, can you tell me a bit about? I actually don't think I even know this. Like, what sort of launched you out on your spiritual journey or your your journey with witchcraft? Was it just in the house, as you said? Like, it was part of your. It's part of your culture. Part of your family yeah, background. Yeah, it's. It's just been a part of my everyday for since I can remember. Mm. I remember, you know, if I have if I had a bad day at school or if, um, you know, I was getting bullied by the group of mean girls that month at school, I could, you know, call on my aunt Fifi, and she'd work up something really quick with Haitian rum and fire and pray and you know pour that on my skin and tell me wear this color in the morning and do this and put this behind wow. your door. So it's just, and I've always been attracted to witchcraft. Um, I started out with, well, my culture, Haitian culture and voodoo and seeing my family practice that. Um, but I also was very heavily attracted as a child to um, Celtic witchcraft and pagan witchcraft and Irish and Scottish culture a lot. Yeah. So... As I grew older and, you know, experimenting and testing out and getting to know myself, um, I guess I found a way to, like, fuse the two. Those two. But I've, it's been around me at all times. It's just, like, the little things my grandmother would say. My, my cousin, especially on my dad's side, my cousin would be like, you have a test tomorrow. Put your notes under your pillow. Don't forget. Wow. If you're scared, if you're feeling afraid, if you feel like you know, a bad energy is clinging on to you. My grandmother would tell me, put a fork and a knife in a cross behind your door. Just, yeah, just, I just grew up with it. Wow, so and, it's so intrinsically part of your, yeah. your childhood. Yep, just like daily life. No, no paraphernalia, no tools, no book of shadows. Just, yeah. just this is it. This is this what, what my we mom do. said, yeah. this is what my dad said. Wow. Was there a point in time where, 
you started to take it like really seriously like obviously now with this new business yeah it's a bit more like this is my identity you said to me before coming out of the the witch closet yeah like (laughs) yeah when when did uh you start to take it on as like a really serious part of your life I'd say about I started dabbling with like decks and crystals my entire life I've been obsessed with crystals and minerals since I can remember. Um, And all types of, like, witchcraft books. But, like, dabbling with the tarot cards, I'd say, like, ten years ago. Um, But seriously, seriously, I'd say, like, five, six years. That's when it really was, like, I'm helping people with this. And Was there, like, a moment... Or like, uh, like you said to me, dancing, getting people pregnant. <laughs> dancing. Yeah. When I got the scholarship. Um, last year, actually, I'd say like two years ago, that was like the culmination of like manifestation for me. Wow. Where I hit a breaking point where I got upset with the universe. <laughs> yeah. I got so upset and I was crying so passionately. I was so upset. And I was in the car with my husband. We were driving. And I I forget what happened. It was just a bad day. And I looked up at the sky. And the sun was almost going out. And um, I was just crying. And I was pointing. And I said, I fucking deserve it. I deserve it. I've worked my butt off. Mm. I've cried enough. I've helped enough people. I deserve it. It is my fucking turn. Like, it was just so much was happening. Right. And I was like, what more? What else can I do? What do you need me to do for me to achieve my goals and reach the success that I want to reach? And so that's when it all kind of was like, it clicked in. I won the scholarship. I started getting jobs. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, And then when I went to New York, that's when I officially jumped out of a witch closet. And I was like, fuck this. I'm a witch. Right. Like, I don't really give a fuck what anybody thinks. Yeah. Because w- growing up, that's another thing that they teach you in Haitian culture. Mm. And, or Haitian families that practice voodoo. They don't allow you to speak openly about it. Because of all of the nasty stigma mm. that lies behind voodoo and Haitian voodoo. People think it's black magic and all that bullshit. So I was always taught to always keep it quiet. And even now, opening my business, there are certain things that, like, I'm like, fuck, should I be saying this in public? Should I be saying it out loud? Am I going to be punished for it? Mm -hmm. Are my spirits going to come for me and be like, we told you not to say anything? Yeah. They let me know, like, what I'm not supposed to say and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so it was always, I was always taught not to say anything about it and keep it quiet. But it just got to a point where I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm tired of like hiding myself and who I am. And part of the growing process and part of reaching my goals is being authentic all of the way. Yeah. Without caring what anybody thinks. So at Broadway, um, a fr- well, not a friend at that time, she walked up to me and just randomly asked like, so do you consider yourself a witch? Like just out, out of, of nowhere? The, out of the fucking blue. What well... Given what we before that the class was all about getting to know each other, so whenever the teacher picked on you, you would have to give like a random fact about you and stuff like that. Right. I didn't mention anything about witchcraft. I just mentioned about tattoos and stuff like that. But you know, she, I guess she was you know looking at me or whatever, and she stopped me after class. I was like looking in my bag, and she's like, she tapped on my shoulder. She's like, so, would you consider yourself a witch? That's kind of creepy. But, it is. But it, nice. She's my friend. Yeah. She's my witchy friend, and her name is Emmeline. Oh, this girl. Yeah. Wow. It's not me. It's so, not Sorry, no. everybody. <laughs> I never was a professional dancer on Broadway. <laughs> well, she's <laughs> not... <clears throat> she's not professional anymore. Oh, okay. But, girl... I, I could be. Watch your space. Exactly. It could be me. Anybody yeah. could be. Um, that's amazing. So, it's been a bit of an unfolding. Yeah. So, that... Broadway for me was like, you're a witch and mm-hmm. your craft is dance. Mm-hmm. That That is oh. your witchcraft. That's when I realized like, because I, I, I knew I always wanted to, I studied nursing. I knew I wanted to be a healer. 
I like healing and helping others. And I always saw myself working like in an apothecary with herbs and helping pregnant women. And But a part of me was like, I, I cannot fully be that because I'm missing, I'm keeping dance out. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't feel whole. And I never knew like how I could fuse the two together. But for me being at BDC those three months without my husband, without the kids, that in itself for me was therapy. And I would say every night, I'm like, God, women, any type of woman should be able to have this experience and yeah. feel this way. How can I bring this to them? How can I teach women to take time out for themselves and journal and use the tarot cards to get to know themselves and mm-hmm. connect with with their higher selves to be better moms, to be better wives, to be better students, doctors, lawyers, whatever. You know, I wanted, there had to be a way. So Broadway was like, you're going to do your brujeria and teach, dance. And you're going to do them at the same time? At the same time. My cousin gave me the idea. She she kind of like flipped the switch on me. She's like, mm. you know, Tiffany, you've always been a healer. Maybe you should think of, and I was telling her how dance removes depression. It makes you happy. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, it sounds like dance is therapy. It's a form of therapy. Yeah. And then I was just like, that's true. That is a form of healing. And then here we are. And here we are, La Bruja Negra. Here we are, La Bruja Negra. Danza y magia. Dance and magic. <laughs> oh, my God. It, I don't know what it is about it being in Spanish that makes it sound right, more magical. It's just, but I love it. <laughs> so I want to ask you a bit about voodoo, but I'm yeah. actually going to banish the dog first. So okay. give me one moment. So we were all we were interrupted. Ultra Vest. Again. Addie, the dog, whose obsession with me does not She loves you. Waver. She definitely wants to hump your leg. Yeah. (laughs) I I have this weird Okay, so you're a dance witch. I think I'm a dog witch. (laughs) Don't know what it is, but like animals, um We'll look into my mum's gonna hate me for this. They get horny around me. Like like they do. Like dogs who haven't had their balls cut off, like, will always have an erection around me. And it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, to the point that I've noticed that it's an ongoing thing. What? Yeah. You're going to have to look into that. I guess they just got, like, playful, fun energy. Look it up. Research it. I don't... I'm, what, I'm what, are gonna, what am I going to research? Like, um, I make dogs horny. No, That's a weird... <laughs> this attraction... Dogs, animals see energy differently. Yeah. They can perceive your... Your aura and your auric field way better than any human can. Right. So, girl, I would look it up. I'm right. I mean, look, I will. Listen, everybody has some type of attraction. For me, it's um, babies and old people. I don't know That's why. True. Old pe- I, I've walked around the town with you. Old people left, right, and center want to be your friend. Yup. And babies, too. I will tell you right now, it does not matter what baby it is. If they're crying... They come to Yaya Tiff Tiff, and it's all better. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the hair, or I, I really don't. I don't. But they all smile. I, it could Even be. Mama's like, it doesn't, every kid looks back at you and smiles. It could be your enormous smile, too. I gotta tell you. Like, whenever I think of you, I think of you smiling around the town. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, because I walk around even with my mask on and I'm like a mopey little fish <laughs> because no one could see me. And I'm like, my mouth naturally turns down a little. Well, yeah. So, does. no, but yours is all, you're always, really? you always have this enormous smile. And whenever people see you, they're like, hola, gordi, <laughs> hey, hey, fatty, is what that means. And you're, you have this smile that takes Aww. up your whole face. It could be. Well, thanks. That makes me feel Or it really could nice. be, you could be a baby, a magic baby. So, let's talk about voodoo. So, we've been talking a bit about witchcraft as a whole. Right. So, sorry, we get sidetracked a lot, but... That's fine. Voodoo. Hmm. Um, so, there's the Haitian voodoo, which is V-O-D-O-U or V-O-D-O-U-N. Mm-hmm. And then there's New Orleans voodoo, which is V-O-D-O-O, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, okay. I think I know about that one from TV and right. movies. and. Well, it, there's also misconceptions about that voodoo, okay. too. And it's racial misconceptions. Mm, of course. And that's a whole other episode, y'all. 
Um, but yeah, and then there's hoodoo. Okay. Where hoodoo is um, African American root work. Um, but for me, from my understanding and the way I, uh, I wouldn't say I practice hoodoo because for me, I'm just very eclectic. I mix everything, literally. Whatever spirit speaks to me is what I do. Right. Um, but hoodoo would be uh, like a mix between Haitian voodoo and New Orleans voodoo. Okay. Um, mixed with, uh, you know, everyday African-American home life was what they used because back in the day they didn't have access they don't have internet there's no amazon there's no you know million stores where you could buy stuff mm-hmm. and they barely had access to anything because they were black so most of the ingredients are things that you can find at home oh okay okay um so it's root work and they work with a lot of root like herbs not just the herb the actual root uh, what what do you mean by root work root work is well uh just as the word kind of says, it's working with roots. So like literal, plants. literal roots instead okay. of the uh, flowers, the herbs, and the green oh. part of the plant. They work a lot with the roots, and also um, when I think of root work, I also think of ancestor work mm. and um, relying on our ancestors to help us and guide us instead of you know um, praying to. All these deities in any african-american based religion mm-hmm. or witchcraft um ancestors are your first line of defense and help and protection so before you call on any deity whether that be oshun whether that be freya bridget or whatever deity it is you have to call on your ancestors first especially for me my particular preference um is family first, yeah. your ancestors first, whether or not you know them. But it is your responsibility as a witch to do the research and find out who is in your, your family tree and your uh, um, lineage. Is that how you say it in English? Yeah. yeah. Um, to see, to just learn. That's just how you know about yourself. And it answers a lot of questions. Like, there are certain things that you'd be like, well, why do I like this certain food or... Why do I like, why am I attracted to this certain type of religion? Or, And there's there's answers, but the answers are always within, to some extent, within your your bloodline and your like past lines and stuff like that. Wow. But your ancestors are your first line of defense, the first people you call on mm-hmm. for to petition anything. God, of course, if you're a Catholic, Christian, um, if you believe in God, the higher power first then the ancestors, mm-hmm. then the deities. Wow. So that's okay. also root work. Okay. So, because when you said root work, I imagine more like like grounding and like ancestors. Right. More so than actual roots. Like yeah, that. no, no. I, I wouldn't actual have thought about that. Roots and herbs. Okay. From and that's in hoodoo. Hoodoo, yeah. Okay. Also voodoo and, um, you know, in, in um, other religions and crafts they use the root as well but i feel like hoodoo is very particular with roots that's like a key factor yeah roots spices because it's every every they use everyday household items because Mm -hmm. they didn't have access to anything they weren't allowed to they weren't even allowed to pray to their gods that they brought back from africa so they had to transform everything and they had to work with what was available to them wow yeah so that's where like Red brick dust, um, I mean, those aren't roots, but like um, red brick dust, uh, cayenne peppers for protection, Mm. peppers, black pepper for protection to banish evil, things like that. It's very hoodoo. Wow. So this, okay, we we have talked about this, but very briefly before. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when we met, I had mentioned to you that I was interested in learning about voodoo, mm-hmm. but everything I'd seen online was about it being a closed practice. And with you just talking about um, the historical transformation of it, mm-hmm. coming especially coming through to the states, mm-hmm. obviously it's a bit it seems a bit of a sensitive thing. So I don't know. What do you personally think about people who aren't from 
that cultural background, being involved in that craft or any crafts? Honestly, I think that everybody should benefit from voodoo. And if you respect the religion and the craft enough where you want to go as far as, you know, getting yourself initiated and going through that huge extensive process of Mm -hmm. studying and and working and learning Mm -hmm. to become a mambo, a priestess, or or anything. Um, I don't care what color, what background you are. Yeah. But I do feel like back to like the Tumblr witches and yeah. baby witches and things like that. Um, I feel like their malpractice mm. to call it to name it something yeah. um, won't help the stigma. But I also feel that the more people practice it, the more people learn about it. Yeah the more stigmas and taboos will be removed. Yeah. But you always have to do it from a place of respect. Yeah. And being completely aware and honest with yourself about your limitations and where you can, like what level you can reach or how far you can take it. Because you could be super confident in yourself and your workings and what you know, Mm. but there's just certain things. Voodoo is a very... um, there's a hierarchy to not so much a hierarchy, but there is some there is to some extent order behind the religion. Right. So, I wouldn't call myself a voodoo priestess. Mm-hmm. For me, I I'm not a I don't consider myself a voodoo priestess. I cannot consider myself. I would I feel that's disrespectful to even call myself that because there's so much. It's a huge process. It mm. is a huge process. But what I can do is honor my ancestors and honor my roots and honor my culture by educating myself enough to my capacity and to my capability until I to the point that I know that I can reach. Does that make sense? Right. I mean, I think I understand. So by connecting with your yourself, your ancestors, right. by understanding your capabilities, you can... Like, is that what you're saying? That you can progress a little or... Right, but you have to be aware of your limits. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're a baby witch and you're learning about voodoo and you're really interested in it and you love it and you're buying all these books and you're on the internet and blah, 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 and mm-hmm. you've only been studying it for, like, a year, mm-hmm. don't sell yourself on Instagram as a mambo. Right. And what does mambo mean? Mambo's a, a voodoo priestess. Oh, okay. So okay. don't sell yourself on Instagram as a voodoo priestess and do workings that are very powerful mm-hmm. that you really have no idea what you're doing because these priestesses have been learning and studying the craft from generation to generation to generation for years and years yeah. and years. So don't expect to be like, oh, let's do this feast for this luaf, um this day because I saw it on Pinterest. Yeah. You know, it's just... I guess that's... The difference, right? Like, you explained that your craft was so intrinsic, like, in the household, and even yeah. hoodoo is so, like, part of the household and household things. And, I mean, I've cooked food with you, making pasta. It's always, this is for protection and this is that. It's Everything's got a ritual, a spell to it. So I can kind of see if you're not from the culture and you try and be involved, like, it takes a lifetime to learn and you need to learn to take it seriously. Yeah. So these people were running around trying to do these complicated. I've, I don't I've seen even do people that. trying to summon uh, voodoo deities. Don't. I'm like, that seems terrifying. Only because they, it they're powerful. Mm. They're so good. They are so good, but they're so powerful. And if you invoke them without the respect that they deserve, they're dangerous. But that's not just Luaz. Yeah. That's any deity that you invoke. Any deity. Mm. Whether they're a black deity or a white deity. You don't... Don't fuck with spirit. You have to respect them. Yeah. They are higher than us. They're higher than us. They're on a different level. They deserve respect because they're giving us... So nothing is free in the spirit world. It's an even exchange. Right. The minimal exchange that you can give them Mm -hmm. is respect. And take it seriously. Yeah. So that's why I stay away from... Um, I don't know 
I don't consider myself, I don't want to say knowledgeable, but I mean knowledgeable, but like, I'm not at that level where I'm invoking laws and yeah. I don't feel that I know enough yet yeah. to do it. Right. But by all means, it does not matter what skin color you are, voodoo is for everyone. Right. The basics of voodoo are like, feed the poor, help others. My great-grandmother Lulu, she's another episode, you guys. She is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And she was a voodoo priestess. And she was known in her community as the Mother Teresa of her community. What a nice way to be known. Yeah. Anybody that had any problem, they knew that they could go visit my great-grandmother and they would have hot food, they would have a hot bath, and they would have nice, clean bed to sleep in. And that, to you, is, like, the the main thing about voodoo or the main... That's the main thing to me about any religion. That's the main thing to me about human ethics, <laughs> just being a human being. To help others. Yeah. It's... I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense to be any other way. It really doesn't. It's just... I, I mean, that's true. I can't... But not everyone is helpful, for sure. I mean... I know, but I just don't see why not. It doesn't take much. I, I've got to tell you, after living here, um, where I, I have a, I have more free time. <laughs> I just do. I have a lot more free time. Um, it really doesn't take a lot out of me to actually help someone. And I, I have been in, in places in the past where I would have thought that it would. Just like, I'm too busy, I'm too tired. But I'm, you know... But it's it's really minimal, especially if you, if you're like, for example, you're a good cook, so it's like okay, an easy way for me to help someone is by feeding them yeah. or giving them a meal or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you find a thing you're good at, you can help really easily. Right. It's super easy. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be anything big. Yeah. It could really be even a compliment to like a random stranger. I do that all the time. I just give compliments. Like if I see a girl walking down the street. And she has really nice hair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her as soon as she walks past me. If I go to the cash register to pay for something. Mm-hmm. And I mean if it's a guy I'm kind of careful. But most of the time. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm married. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. If I go pay for something at the cash register. And there's a girl. And she smiles. And I find. And my first thought was. Oh wow she has a pretty smile. Yeah. I'm not going to keep that to myself. I want her to know it. Wow. Why not? So she can smile. Yeah. And feel good about herself. Like, holy shit, a complete stranger. Yeah. And not a guy trying to hit on me. Yeah. And he's gave just, me a compliment. just giving this to me, like, as a gift. Yeah, like, like, here you go. You got a beautiful smile. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And I don't know. You just, the world just needs a little bit more, like, chill. Be nice. Yeah. Smile. Need a hug. Hugs are free. That's voodoo. That is voodoo. That's so beautiful. And also... Such a shame that people think voodoo is like cutting off a chicken's head and it is screaming in a circle. Also, it yeah. is because these are all rituals mm. and the offerings, but most of the people that speak negatively about these rituals have no idea why the rituals are done. Yeah. Have no idea, you know, how what ritual was done before to the chicken. Yeah. Honoring the chicken. You know, and honoring, giving thanks to Mother Earth Earth for that chicken. Mm-hmm. And that one chicken that's given as an offering yeah. to whatever deity is later going to feed, like, 20 people. Right. So. Everything gets used. It's a cycle. Gets... It's a cycle. Yeah. And when you think of it, the majority of the world eats chicken. Yeah. Eats chicken. It's true. How many chickens do you have to kill? Just think about it. How I've, many? I've never had to kill a chicken. I'll well, tell you that not right us, but oh. <laughs> how many chickens have to be killed for me to make a batch of like two, three pounds of chicken wings for my family and friends? That's a whole lot of chickens you got to kill. Yeah, they've only got two wings. I mean, exactly. Yeah, and not only that, how are these chickens living before they get killed? Right. In cages with like thirty, forty other. Pi- uh, chickens trapped mm-hmm. most of the offerings that the the that is are done in voodoo the chickens are come from like 
a farm that is specific for voodoo rituals and the chickens right. are roam free and it's it's a cycle like right. you said it's all a cycle i guess like what i meant by saying that about the chicken is more like that it's so sensationalized like, right oh yeah and i i we've i recently mentioned this um i so i grew up really christian and things like voodoo were you know like my it was a sort of christian that was spiritual so it's like well if god exists and angel exists so does the opposite so devil demons negative energy whatever the devil doesn't exist in voodoo or in any african-based religion yeah the devil was created by christianity yeah it, do, it also exist. doesn't exist in Judaism. Well, no, no, it does. Hell doesn't exist in Judaism, I'm it, pretty sure. It doesn't exist? This but, like, growing up with that and seeing things like voodoo, it's like, oh, my God, but, like, why would I call on spirits? Like, spirits are bad right. with this Christian mentality. Spirits and are bad. And, and Hollywood and whatever. So it's like, okay, well, that's bad and that's evil. But if you actually just take even the most extreme, like, you know, YouTube documentary voodoo, um, that's always like really far out. In, Zombie. In, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But the, the ritual aspects of it are somewhat, if not equally, akin to things like Christianity. I mean, um, okay, we, people don't sacrifice animals usually, but you've got the sacrament of like the wine. Some sects of Christianity believe that it literally turns into the blood of Christ. So you're drinking blood. And they sacrifice a human being. Yeah. At the beginning of humankind, pretty much. So it's... Yeah. And, and even, they sacrificed our womanhood. There's no respect for women in the Bible. Yeah. I think... I mean, I have to admit, in the pages of the Bible, no. But a lot of Christians would disagree. They'd be like, yes, there is respect for women. Maybe in this day and age. I don't Maybe know. Now. But, but back in, in the what's, day, there In wasn't. what's written, no. <laughs> no, no. There was no. not. And I, I, even things like, um, so in Pentecostal Christianity or more like spiritual kinds of Christianity, you can invoke the Holy Spirit to speak through you in tongues, speaking that, in tongues. And even at church, church at itself church. is, those are, it's rituals. Those, the singing, yeah. the, the, the dancing, yeah. the instruments, yeah. the incense. It blew my mind to realize that like, the things that I were told were evil and scary are almost the same. They're just under a different umbrella. Maybe they've got different quotes to them. Maybe they've got some cultural backgrounds. Maybe they've got this and that. But it's all ritual. It's all practice. It's all spirit. And it all roots back to the indigenous. Mm. It all roots back to, to, to the motherland. Really? Yeah. That's where it roots. And that's where it you know, strawberry begins to, like, flourish. Yeah. The motherland being Africa. Because, like, even scientists believe humanity came yeah. from there. I mean, I branched out that. from there. Yeah. I believe that. And I'm not, this is not, I'm not being biased. This is not because, but I honestly, I believe that. I mm. mean, the Bible starts there. Yeah. Everything started, e Egypt, and I'm, like I said, I don't worry me on the Bible. I never studied the bible um i was against the bible in the church for a long time yeah yeah because i just like i said it doesn't take much to help others and be kind and mm -hmm. be of service to others so the one institution that i grew up thinking that is almighty all helpful angels you know good spirits blah 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 they're allowing people to children to die of hunger mm -hmm. under their roof. You're allowing, you know, children to be raped and hurt and physically abused yeah. under your roof and under your watching. I just, I can't, it doesn't enter my mind how yeah. something that the world itself considers almighty, omnipotent. Because they protect and control everything. But you're allowing this. Yeah. And then someone would probably ask me, well, then how come, you know, your God or whatever you want to call it, you know, allowed slavery and things like that. Yeah. But 
I feel same like way that you allowed to kill Christ. It's the same thing, not the same thing, but it it's worse because it's not, you don't so often hear, you know, African based religions of like raping children and yeah, having money hidden under like churches and. I guess the thing is like where there's power, just, there's corruption. Yeah, and like the more or less like the Christian and the Catholic Church tends to have a lot of power, like as a whole. Because I'm sure somebody might listen and be like, oh, my little church in my little community isn't like that. But, like, as a whole, like, capital T, capital C, the church, um, has a lot of power. And I guess power breeds corruption. they also help because Mm. I know a lot of people who turn to the church and Christianity and who have, who are beautiful people and help others. And Mm. my great-grandmother, for one, she's a voodoo priestess, but she also practiced Catholic. That's another thing. The majority of people who practice voodoo, Mm -hmm. their base is Christianity or they're Catholic. Wow. Yeah. So they, before in any voodoo ritual, anything you do, or any African-based religion, the first person you call on is God. Wow. Like God. God. Of the Bible. The creator. Yeah. Or just whatever he is to you. Whatever he is to you. Everybody has their own definition of God because I feel that's like very open to a lot of people. But yeah, you call on God first. You you know, Holy Spirit, you pray. For me, before I do any ritual, whether that be read the cards or any type of working, Mm. I say my I say prayers three times. And then I go into my like witchy mode but yeah i pray three times that's so i pray the our father um i don't know how you say it in english holy mary i guess and glory be i think that's how you say it in english i'm not sure know. but it's Actually, three prayers three times okay and then you begin in and then i begin yeah so i ask god for protection i ask god to allow my spirits to come in and work with me and once i pray to god hmm. then i speak to my ancestors and i speak to my ancestors like i'm speaking to you out loud? Sometimes it'll be out loud. Right. But most of the time it's through writing. I write yeah. it out. Amazing. That's I'm that's really cool. Okay, so the last thing I want to ask you about is for someone who's interested in mm-hmm. starting witchcraft or just like learning about it, do you have what can you share whether it be ritual or spell that can at least open up someone to Read, 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 and don't just rely on the internet and apps and you know twenty first century. Like go to the library, yeah, and or the bookstore and get books. Take notes, highlight, mm. fill your book, your your desk and your space with books. Read them all. Take notes, and test. You have to be risky. You have to be willing to test it. Mm. But every time you do something, do it with the utmost respect. And be very humble. Be very, very humble when you do it. So that spirit knows that you're open to being taught. Because if not, okay. they'll teach you the hard way. Mm. But read. Mm-hmm. Read. Be humble. And take it seriously. Take it seriously. Yeah. And always help others. No matter what. That is like... And sometimes it's very hard. Mm. Because you have to learn how to separate. But this is very important if you want to practice witchcraft. For me, it's very important. Try not to deny help to anyone. That is actually difficult. It is very hard. Mm. It's very hard. And sometimes you have to keep a balance because you need your mental health and, you know. But don't really deny help to anyone. If someone comes to you for help... Yeah. They could have reached out to many people. Or not. Or not. Yeah. But if they could reach out to many people, the fact that they reached out to you... Is something. Is for a reason. Right. It's for a reason. Maybe you need to teach that person something, and the universe needs you to work it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that person needs to teach you something. Right. Always help. And plus... The same thing with hexes. What you put out is what you receive threefold. Mm-hmm. So if you put out good, it's what you're yeah. going to receive threefold. And mm-hmm. not only you, but your family. So you're preparing the path. 
for, wow. for future and future generations. Okay. So don't worry about buying things, looking up spells. First step is read, learn and read. Yes. Be Do humble. a lot of research. Be kind. And, and it, something you told me a little while ago too was just ask. Like verbally yeah. ask, you know, whether it's about guides or it's praying or whatever it is. Like you don't need to set up a whole fancy kit and caboodle. You don't. You could. I love it. I love this the fancy schmancy. I love that. Yeah. But you don't you don't have to spend mm-hmm. you don't have to break bank. Yeah. To become a wizard. You just have to read. Mm. Really just read and expand your mind and be respectful of everything that you learn. That's it's just a witch is a never ending scholar. Yeah. It really is. I got tattoo that on my throat. For real, I like that. A witch is I'm a not... never ending scholar. Well, that can be a good way to, to wrap it up, I guess. Yeah. And also to learn about witchy things, to look at La Bruja Negra and Yay. the Dance Witch on Instagram. Yes, guys, come see me. And come to Cadiz. Come to Cadiz and take a class. Yeah, once or, COVID goes away. Yeah, yeah, well, once we can all travel in the world again <laughs> or watch out for online stuff. Well, thank you so much. For You're so welcome. Me. Thank you. On my first episode. We I hope did that it. it went well. The dog just really... She wants to she was She's in love with me, so I'm sorry you all had to hear that. <laughs> I I suppose I can... No, you know what? I'll wrap up with an outro. You guys, I'll see you later. Bye! Bye! Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode of Everyone is the Guru. I really hope you enjoyed, and please be sure to check out Tiffany on Instagram at the underscore dance witch and La Da Negra. You can also check out the show on various social media platforms at Everyone is the Guru. See you next time.